and welcome to episode 254 of the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I am your host, writer, producer, Derek M. Cook. Welcome to episode 254 of Monster Kid Radio, the home of classic monsters, modern talk in the head of Rondo Hatton. Welcome to a special episode of the podcast. You know, last year I announced that we were going to do something special annually. We were going to do an awards show here on Monster Kid Radio. I opened up the ballot, got votes coming in, and then I never did anything with them. So we are finally going to announce the winners of the first ever Monster Rally Retro Awards, or the Rallies for short. After we announce the winners for the Rallies, I have a bit of something I'd like to share with the Monster Kid Radio audience. So that'll be coming up at the end of the show. But first, the Rally Awards. We're going to get into the winners right now. Every May, Monster Kid Radio will retroactively honor the genre cinema of the past with the Monster Rally Retro Awards, or as we like to call them, the rallies. Now, as most agree that 1931 was the year that started the horror film genre, thanks to Universal's iconic monster movie releases, we're going to start with 1931. And Stephen D. Sullivan, Monster Kid Radio irregular, friend of the show, and a writer that you should be checking out over at sdsullivan.com or cushinghorrors.com, suggested that we don't just focus on one year. He suggested we focus on three. So, every year we're going to honor the best films of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. This year we're starting with 1931, 1941, and 1951. Now, here's how the ballot was created. I contacted a number of people who have been super involved with Monster Kid Radio from the beginning and asked for their input. And then, of course, I brought my own to the table as well. Basically, what we were looking to do is create a ballot with five categories for each year. Best actor, best actress, best director, best film, and then, of course, best monster, because we love our monsters here on Monster Kid Radio. I took all of that information, selected five names for each category, and released the ballot to the Monster Kid Radio public. Well, just the public in general. It was an open ballot. I just wanted to make sure we only had one ballot per person, so I did ask for names and email addresses for verification if I needed it. I didn't need that. Everybody followed the rules, which made it real easy for me to calculate the winners of the 2015 Rally Awards. The ballot is now closed. However, I am going to go through the entire ballot here on this episode of Monster Kid Radio, plus over at monsterkidradio.net, I'll be posting a little extra information like percentages of votes, who came in second place, that sort of thing. Now, when I created the ballot and I put some of these names out there, I thought, well, you know, this is going to be a tight contest between a couple of films, between a couple of actors, maybe even a couple of actresses. But, uh, you know, the listeners, the people who fill out the ballot, surprised me and a couple of these years there was pretty much a clean sweep but that's no reason not to go over the ballot anyway and announce the winners starting with 1931 now the first category was best actor in a genre film our nominees were colin clive from frankenstein dwight fry from dracula boris karloff from frankenstein bela lugosi from dracula and Frederick March from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The winner by an overwhelming amount of votes was Boris Karloff from Frankenstein. The second category was Best Actress in a Genre Film. The five nominees were Helen Chandler from Dracula, 
Mae Clark from Frankenstein, Rose Hobart from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Miriam Hopkins from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then Lupita Tovar from the Spanish version of Dracula. The winner, Mae Clark from Frankenstein. Best director of a genre film, the five nominees were Todd Browning, who directed Dracula, Ruben Mamoulian, who directed Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and I apologize if I mispronounced his name, Archie Mayo, who directed Svengali, George Melford, who directed the Spanish-language version of Dracula, and James Whale, who directed Frankenstein. I mentioned earlier there was kind of a clean sweep. Can you guess, listeners, which director won? Yeah, it was James Whale, director of Frankenstein, and rightly so. I mean, that movie is dripping with style, although I didn't submit my own votes. I didn't want to influence anything here. Not that some of my favorites really needed my help. All right. The next category was Best Genre Film of 1931. The films on the docket were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Both the English-language Dracula and the Spanish-language Dracula, Frankenstein, and Svengali. The winner. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you here. 83.3% of the votes went to Frankenstein. The final category was Best Monster, and I'm just going to go through the list, but you can probably guess which is going to win. It was Mr. Hyde from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Count Dracula from the English-language Dracula, Renfield from the English-language of Dracula, The Monster from Frankenstein, and Svengali from the film of the same name, Svengali. The winner, overwhelmingly, The Monster from Frankenstein. I originally thought what I would do is I would find trailers for each film and play the trailer for that film after announcing the winner. But since Frankenstein pretty much swept 1931, I only have to play one trailer. When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. <laughs> to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't touch that! things get a little bit more diverse or interesting in 1941? Well, let's find out. The best actor in a genre film of 1941. We had Lionel Atwill from Man Made Monster, Lon Chaney Jr. from The Wolfman, Bela Lugosi, his second Rally Award nominee in The Wolfman, Claude Rains from The Wolfman, and another version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was released in 1941, starring Spencer Tracy. He was also on the ballot. And the winner, Lon Chaney Jr., Best Actress in a Genre Film, we've got Evelyn Anchors from The Wolfman, Ingrid Bergman from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, 
Maria Ospenskaya from The Wolfman, Anne Revere from The Devil Commands, and then Lana Turner from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. One of my favorite actresses from the 40s took this award. That would be Evelyn Anchors. Best director of a genre film? We have Edward Dimitrik, who directed The Devil Commands, Victor Fleming, who directed Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Joseph H. Lewis, director of Invisible Ghost, George Wagner, who directed The Wolfman, and Gene Yarborough, director of King of the Zombies. Can you smell a trend? I mean, if you had the senses of a wolf, perhaps you could smell a trend coming with The Wolfman taking this award as well. Director George Wagner, the winner of the 1940 Rally Award for Best Director of a Genre Film. Speaking of genre films, let's go through the list of what was on the ballot this year. The Devil Commands, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Invisible Ghost, King of the Zombies, and The Wolfman. The Wolfman won the award. Do we have a clean sweep coming? Yeah, we kind of do with the best monster category. The nominees were Mr. Hyde from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Mrs. Kessler from Invisible Ghost, Dr. Paul Regis from Man-Made Monster, The Gorilla from the movie The Monster and the Girl, and then, of course, The Wolfman from The Wolfman. And The Wolfman is the winner. So, again, I don't need to go and find a whole bunch of trailers to play. I'm just going to play a trailer from The Wolfman to celebrate Wolfman sweeping 1941's Rally Awards. Bitten by a werewolf and lives, becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, don't hand me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You wouldn't want to run away with a murderer, would you? Oh, Larry, you're not. You know you're not. I killed Bela. I killed Richardson. If I stay here any longer, you can't tell who'll be next. like to take a break real quick and just mention there are some movies on this list i've not seen so i wonder i mean obviously i love the wolfman i love frankenstein but i love dracula too and i'm pretty limited on my dr jekyll and mr hyde experience i've not seen the spencer tracy version and now that i think about it i don't know if i've seen the first one all the way through the 1931 that is i've seen the silent version of course uh, but the, the devil commands that's the Karloff film isn't it i need to see that movie all right, if I haven't lost you because you think I'm not monstrous enough because I haven't seen every Boris Karloff film, let's get to 1951's Rally Awards, the nominees. And this does get a little more diverse. Best Actor in a Genre Film. We're going to start with Raymond Burr from Bride of the Gorilla. Robert Clark from The Man from Planet X. Richard Durr from When Worlds Collide. Michael Rennie from The Day the Earth Stood Still. And Kenneth Toby from The Thing from Another World. Who do you think won, listeners? If you said Michael Rennie, you were right. 
He takes the rally for Best Actor in a Genre Film, 1951. Let's get to Best Actress. The five nominees were Aquanetta from the movie Lost Continent, Patricia Neal from The Day the Earth Stood Still, Barbara Payton from Bride of the Gorilla, another Barbara, Barbara Rush in When Worlds Collide, and Margaret Sheridan from The Thing from Another World. This category was probably the closest in terms of who came in first and who was one vote away from being tied. The winner was Patricia Neal from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Best Director of a Genre Film. And you know, I don't know if I ever really figured out how to pronounce this director's name. It's Rudolf Matei, mate. The director of When Worlds Collide. He was nominated. We also had Christian Nyby, who directed The Thing from Another World. Kurt Siodmak, director of Bride of the Gorilla. Edgar G. Ulmer, director of The Man from Planet X. And then Robert Wise, the director of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Robert Wise took the award. Would the movie he directed take the award? Well, let's find out. The nominees for Best Movie of 1951. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Lost Continent. The Man from Planet X. The Thing from Another World. And When Worlds Collide. Again, hotly contested here. But the winner was The Day the Earth Stood Still. Final category. Best Monster. Final award of the podcast. Uh, at least for this year. Best Monster. We had the Barney Chavez Gorilla from Bride of the Gorilla. Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still, The Triceratops from Lost Continent, The Alien from The Man from Planet X, and then The Thing from The Thing from Another World. The winner is... Day the Earth Stood Still didn't take it this time. It is The Thing from The Thing from Another World. So that's it. Not a lot of fanfare, but maybe next time we'll do something a little bit bigger, a little bit more special, maybe something with YouTube. We'll see. Stay tuned, because in May, we'll go ahead and open up the ballot for the 2016 Monster Rally Awards. Actually, no, that's not true. I can't do it in May. May is going to be a themed month here on Monster Kid Radio. I'm not ready to announce what that theme is going to be on the podcast, but in the first episode of the Monster Rally Gazette monthly e-newsletter, which I think will probably be released at the end of February, I will announce what that theme will be. How do you get yourself on the email list for the e-newsletter? Well, go to monsterkidradio.net. Over on the right, beneath the Rondo Award, there's a place for you to put in your email address and hit subscribe. That's it. Super easy. Subscribe to the email newsletter to the Gazette, and you're going to get bonus content about Monster Kid Radio, sometimes special content, probably some monster movie trivia, a few other columns and articles that I have in the works, and as well as a little bit of peeling back the curtain of what goes on here at the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's going to make it into the e-newsletter. What theme am I doing in May? Oh, and what theme am I doing in December? I've got plans for a December theme as well. We'll have to find out in the Gazette. Since May is the theme month, there won't be room to talk about the Rally Awards there. So I will probably announce the ballot at the very end of April instead. And then I swear we're not going to wait almost a year to announce the winners. Not next time. interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic toward the east coast of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Drew Pearson. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a space ship in Washington. The Army has taken every precaution to meet any emergency which may develop. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening.
came here to give you these facts. But if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. you what could he do there's no limit to what he could do he could destroy the earth all vehicles close in let's go Captain, it was awful. You could have seen those hands and those eyes. Captain, you've got to do something about it. You've got Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly? Baffling questions, astounding questions that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? A being from another world as different from us as one pole from the other. We can only communicate with it. What happened, Doc? In the greenhouse I was working, I couldn't see. Yeah. Then a blast of cold air and I heard Olsen scream. Come here. Get in the corner. Now hold this in front of you. Stay by the light switch. 1.9. Needles hit the top. know if he listens to the show but i wanted to take a moment to just thank somebody somebody by name i thank a lot of people here on the show listeners of the podcast people who give us reviews in the itunes store that sort of thing but there's somebody out there that i want to give an incredible special thanks to the person's name is dennis and he's a monster kid he's one of us you know how I know he's one of us? He's been producing, he's been publishing the Scary Monsters magazine for 100 issues. Issue 100 was just recently released. It's probably on your newsstand now, but if it's not, go to scarymonstersmagazine.com. You can order it there. Why is episode 100 so special and why am I giving Dennis a thanks? Well, it's been rumored for a while. Dennis is retiring from the magazine. He's done an amazing job putting out what he calls the only real monster magazine. And you know what? It really is. It's a great magazine. The newsprint feel just makes it feel retro, but the articles and the writing modern and just, man, it's good stuff. I've been reading Scary Monsters magazine 
for years before I started this podcast, before I even moved to Oregon, I remember seeing an issue of Scary Monsters magazine on the rack at the local Hastings in Bozeman, Montana. It was a creature from the Black Lagoon cover that caught my eye. And even back then, even though it might not have been full-blown monster kid yet, I still loved the creature. And I picked up that magazine and I read it cover to cover, learning about all these other different kind of monster movies, more than just the universal stuff. I mean, I knew about the universal thanks to the Crestwood House books. Scary Monsters magazine <laughs> blew my mind way open and allowed me to learn more and experience more of just classic monster movies. And for that alone, Dennis deserves my thanks. But that's not all he did. He put out this magazine pretty regularly for years. The quality of the writing, the quality of the material in this book, excuse me, magazine. Although, you know what? That's an okay slip because the magazine is so thick. It's got so much material in there. Friend of the show, Larry Underwood, has run a column in that magazine called The Doctor is Insane for years. Scary Monsters Magazine gave me my first publication credit in a monster magazine. Granted, I didn't come on board until issue 91, but still, I got to say my name, my article appeared in one of my favorite monster magazines. Now, is the magazine going anywhere? Dennis says somebody's going to take over. If you read the editorial, he says somebody's going to take over Scary Monsters, but he didn't announce who. So I'm kind of waiting to see. I'm going to support the magazine, and I can't imagine Dennis is just going to hand it off to just, I'm sure the magazine's going to be in good hands. Something else he said in the editorial caught my attention, though. I'm not going to quote it for you because, well, they're Dennis's words, not mine. But he did say that he'd been getting a lot of contacts, a lot of emails and messages asking about the magazine. And at one point he mentions that he was told that he owes us to keep doing the magazine or at least let us know what's going on. You know what? No, that's not true. Dennis doesn't owe us a thing. That he gave us 100 issues of Scary Monsters magazine, and that was a gift. He didn't owe anybody. I'm sure he did it for himself first and that he found all of these readers and fans and people who enjoy his work, his magazine. That's just a bonus. It's kind of like podcasting. I mean, we don't do this for the accolade. We do this because we love the material. We love what we do. And it was clear that Dennis loved what he was doing with Scary Monsters magazine. He didn't owe us anything. In fact, we owe him. The Monster Kid community owes Dennis so much for putting together this magazine, creating a community around the magazine. If you ever go to the Monster Bash convention, Dennis is usually there set up selling magazines from the table. Now, I don't know if he's going to continue to go to Monster Bash since he's retiring, but if you do get a chance to see him, shake his hand. Tell him thank you. For me, for Monster Kid Radio, for yourself, for everything that he's done. And, you know, you can even buy a back issue or two and help him pay for that retirement because he did put a lot of his own personal finances into making sure Scary Monsters made it to issue 100. The field of publishing changed drastically through Scary Monsters' run. The direct market changed. Getting Scary Monsters into comic book stores was kind of up and down. You can order it directly from the website, of course, but when certain publishers or printers go bankrupt, you know, it's tough. And he stuck it out. So no, Dennis, you don't owe us anything. We owe you. And Dennis, for that, for all your hard work with Scary Monsters, thank you. (laughs) 
That brings us to the end of this episode of Monster Kid Radio. Again, you can find everything you need to know about Monster Kid Radio at our website, which is monsterkidradio.net. Here's where you can find links to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and you can even find our contact information. You can email us at monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at our voicemail line, which is 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5M. KR. I do have a voicemail in waiting. We're going to play it next week on the show. And of course, if you, listener, have anything that you'd like to say about the Rally Awards or anything that we've ever talked about here on the podcast, feel free to send it in. Next week on the podcast, you know, we can go a couple of different ways. I've got a couple of recordings I'm sitting on already. You know what, though? I think it's time to get down with the apes. Last year, I started my journey through the Planet of the Apes films, which are somewhat slightly outside of the wheelhouse of Monster Kid Radio. We typically don't go too far outside of the 60s. Normally. However, the Planet of the Apes films, I mean, they're iconic monster movies, special effects, science fiction films, and I'd never seen them before. I know, I know. Don't take away my Monster Kid card. I'm rectifying that with the help of my dear friend, Scott Morris. Scott loves these films. He's one of my co-hosts over at 1951 Down Place, and over on that show, I'm the guy with the Hammer Films experience, and he's been coming along and learning about these films as we go. With the Apes series here on Monster Kid Radio, the roles are reversed, and he's taking me ape hand and ape hand through these films and we're going to talk about the film escape from planet of the apes next week here on the show scott myself and scott's co-host of Denny indiana and his wife and also one of my dear friends tracy morris will be joining us as well for that conversation so come back for that to hear about escape from planet of the apes we have some more kaiju film recordings in the can as well so that'll be coming up here in the near future and i mentioned larry earlier larry underwood dr gangrene i have an episode with him coming up as well. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for being patient with me as we finally announce the winners of the Rally Awards. And thank you for keeping in mind that Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio LLC. It was a weird segue. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Oh, and the song we used for the awards show, The Show Must Be Go. It was by Kevin McLeod. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can find out more about his work over at Incompetech.com. There will be a link in the show notes. Talk to everybody next week. Woo!